Hello and welcome to the second episode of Templeton's Travels, a bonus episode of the General Roman Records podcast. This time, uh, Craig Templeton, myself, is joined by co-host Craig Smith. Hello, Craig. And we're going to explore somewhere that I absolutely adore to travel to. Um, this is Austin, Texas. Austin, te- and I'm fucking excited about this. I'm excited to talk about this. It's going to it's going to take a little different slant on what we did with Hyderabad. Obviously, Hyderabad was more about my journeys and what music I listened to. Austin is a, its own beast in itself. It's like its own little planet with its own kind of yep. music scenes and cultures, as well as drinking cultures. Food cultures, there's so much to it. Um, I absolutely adore it. We're going to start off just with a bit of music, if you don't mind. Aye, let's let's Um, get into the fucking music. So, one thing about Texas is they're incredibly proud of their state, Mm. and they have a couple of mottos, and I'm going to go with the first motto that I always hear, right? and that is, everything's bigger in Texas. Oh yeah, aye. And that seems to be the case, especially with band names. Um, this is a band that we'll talk about soon. It's Annual Us by The Trail yes. of Dead. Yes. Um, a track from Madonna called Totally Natural. And let's go. Get in there. So there we go, um, a great band from Austin, probably my favourite band from Austin, one of my favourite bands in the world, to be honest. Mm. Um, you don't have any Trail of Dead records? I don't actually, uh, you kind of turned me on to them, interestingly, with another band that I'd turned you on to, you like, they remind me of Trail of Dead. Who was that? That was Afghan Wigs. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and I, I got into them after that, but I, I don't actually own anything, anything on vinyl, I, I, I need to rectify that and... Interestingly, where, where would you say would be a good place to start? Well, they just re-released their seminal album that we're going to talk about in a moment, but Pitchfork uh-huh. rated it 10 out of 10. It's the first ever album that Pitchfork Seriously? rated 10 out of 10. This is when they were a fledgling kind of music uh, thing. They I think they retroactively downgraded that. But um, yeah, it's uh, one of indie rock's truly epic albums. Rolling Stone commented saying that they're, the group was as dynamic as a post-punk Voltron that might just be the most exciting unit working today. Fuck. Um, now, Craig, I'm going to talk about Trailer Dead, but I can see your hand shaking. I am fucking um, gasping. You really want a drink? I'm desperate. So, welcome to Austin. Austin doesn't really have a big rum culture. No. Uh, uh, definitely a lot of people drink beer over there. It's, uh, it's, it's Austin, but Austin also like to be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and one thing that's advertised everywhere is another spirit that is made in Austin. Right. Okay, and this is going to be a first. Oh. We're going to be drinking, I'm going to unwrap it right now. I think I might know what this is. You probably do. I'm not worried. We're going to be drinking Tito's Vodka. F- oh my God, do you know, <laughs> do you know the weird thing? You, I was just talking about this a second ago. See the podcast, uh, another podcast, it's quite a famous podcast actually, called All Songs Considered. Mm-hmm. It's fucking sponsored by Tito's Vodka. Well, Tito's, if you want to sponsor Roman Records, that'd be quite nice of you. Um, Tito's handmade vodka in a pot still, instead of, I think vodka's usually in a column still. 
The bottle's very fancy. It's quite nice. Little copper. Um, and uh, it's all top. made from corn, so it's completely gluten free yeah. as well. We have Tito's vodka. You're wanting a drink. We're not going to have a vodka and Coke. Thank God. We're going to start off just like uh, everybody should start off their, their day. We're going to start off with some breakfast. Oh. Now, Austin is very, very famous for breakfast tacos. Oh, lovely. Probably the biggest thing that I took away from Austin was breakfast tacos. Oh, that sounds amazing. So many places you can get amazing breakfast tacos. And Craig, I'm pretty sure with vodka, you know what we're going to start drinking. It is a breakfast drink, so after all. must be a Bloody Mary. We're going to have a Bloody Mary. Yes. But we're going to make it Texas style. Texas style. Well, I'm, I'm saying Texas style. I've never had a Bloody Mary in Texas. <laughs> but I want to make it a bit more Texas-y. So we've okay. got... Obviously, Big Tom. It's already pre-spiced. Pre-spiced. It's going to go pretty well. It's a great mix. However, this is where it gets a bit different. You know barbecue foods? Yes. Obviously, they want that kind of smokiness. Oh, 100%. Well, oh. I got some Stubbsies. So Stubbs, um, famous barbecue guy from aye, Texas. Aye. Um, we've got some Hickory liquid smoke. Oh. We're going to put that in This sounds divine. Thing. And um, to garnish, yeah, generally you have celery. Yes, we took. Um, I'm going to go for something a little bit more green. Oh. And that is. Pickles. This is Elwood's pickles. Oh, nice. So I'm going to put a wee pickle in there as well. pickle in there. Okay, so. Oh, Bloody Mary's like a fucking meal. I love it. Uh, it's great. We were talking about getting dinner. We don't need to. We just have this lovely alcoholic gazpacho. I'm a big advocate of that. Um, so there's the tomato juice. Tomato. Now, I don't want too strong a Bloody Mary. I always think that detracts from it. So give right. us a, just like a, normal a couple cup. of fingers. Vodka and vinyl. <laughs> Vodka and vinyl today. While Craig opens up the, the liquid smoke, let me tell you a little bit about And You'll Know Us by the Trail of Dead, or Trail of Dead as I will call them throughout. They were formed in 1994 by the two still present members of Jason Reese and Conrad Keeley, and they actually met in Hawaii. So they grew up in Hawaii. They grew up in Hawaii? They met in Hawaii. They then moved Lucky. to Olympia, Washington, which we talked about when we were talking about the microphones and key mm-hmm. records in the last yes, episode. Yes, yes, um, And then eventually moved to Austin, Texas. Um, they started off as a duo, so just, just with the two of them making all this noise. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in Neil Bush and Kevin Allen, who stayed with them for quite some amount of time. The album that I just played the song off of is 1999's Madonna. Um, I actually saw them play this live in London in complete uh, this February, I think, because it's the 20th anniversary. And I absolutely adore this album. This is when I first got to know them. Remember MTV2? Oh, yeah. All that sort of stuff. Uh, Mistakes and Regrets was the big hit single that Mm -hmm. came from that. That album was then followed by 2002's Source Tags and Codes, and that is the one that got 10 out of 10 from Pitchfork. Yeah. And... I would say that's probably a good album to start with. They just re-released it. This is when they had been signed by a major label and they mm. released it. It's a fantastic album. Um, and they finally got the, the rights to it again, so you can now buy it on a double um, album. Mm-hmm. Blue vinyl. The fourth side is an etching. So it's a really nice package and it's oh, full yeah. of great songs. Um, Another Morning Stoner. Um, uh, that was on one of our playlists. It was, yeah. It was. They went through more of a... Conrad even admits to this they went through kind of a, an oasis phase. He was obsessed with the Gallagher brothers and it actually it? comes through and those Some songs. of the songs, a bit more kind of yeah. melodic. Um, after that, they lost Neil Bush and they went into a more kind of dramatic, proggy sound. Mm. They released Worlds Apart, which I think had six members. 
Um, and then throughout their career, they I think I've seen them with the most, maybe six, seven members on stage right. at the Oran Moor. Fantastic qu- show. Not quite broken social scene then? No. Um, and then for the past, I would say five years, they've been as a four-piece again. Mm. Really kind of powerful four-piece. Um, I they, they, they remind me a lot of the Wigs, just their power and energy and their, their cohesion, I think, as a band as well. They're very, very tight and they're a, a very sort of um, consistent sort of unit. And again, you talked about being a, a great live act, as also the, the wigs are as well. So, I a great way to start off, I think, uh, this evening's podcast and our journey into into Austin. Absolutely. So here we go. Um, would you like a pickle? I would. I. I'm. I'm. I am quite partial to a pickle. I'm too. glad you're partial to a pickle. And that nice kind of nice little vinegary note in it will be lovely. Mm-hmm. You don't mind me fingering. No, pickle, yeah, I don't mind you fingering my pickle. There you go. Get it in there. Cool. So yes, this uh, episode is celebrating my travels to Austin. And it's somewhere I've travelled quite a lot. And you've actually been there before as well. I've been before, yeah. I was there uh, with work once. I was there for, I think, four days. I only got into the city once because we were staying like way out. Um, So I didn't see too much, but I did enjoy my very brief visit there. Um, I thought it was a, a cool city. Um, I know that you've got some probably some more interesting stories to share. I did go to one of those dueling piano bars actually. Oh, did you? Uh, it was actually pretty good. It was a wee bit touristy, but it was quite good fun. Well, I mean, like I said, Austin has many kind of sayings and monikers. One is everything's bigger in Texas, mm. which I remember a security guard <sighs> telling me at the Austin kind of state capital house, which is taller than the White House, and that's something they said. Everyone's bigger in Texas. Um, they also have a saying which is "Keep Austin weird," mm. and that's what I want to talk about next. But before I go into any more, yeah. how's your smoky bloody mary? It's great. The smell of it is amazing. Aye. Have you used this in cooking before? I've used liquid smoke before. I've also used um, powdered smoke. No, it's dynamite. It's a great idea as well in the, in the bloody mary. Uh, very, very smooth. The vodka. I know, I know we're not drinking it on its own or anything, but I'm not getting that kind of burning sensation. Mm. Uh, so, so I was saying that um, one of the main things is um, keep Austin weird, mm. which I'm pretty sure is also the same saying for Portland. Um, the two of them seem to be vying against each other, which is the what, weirdest in the weirdest stakes. in the weird stakes. It's a very liberal city and mm. quite a conservative state. It's one of the only states that has um, an open carry law, so you see people just kicking just about with their about. guns. Um, but it's also got such a rich history of music and outsider music as well. You've obviously got the South by Southwest Festival, yeah, festival. which has, has gone famous. to total corporate heights. But you still have some really um, underrated artists. And one place that a lot of people like to go and get their picture taken is next to the Hi, How Are You Frog, <laughs> which I don't know if you've ever seen. You must have seen it. It was made famous um, by Kurt Cobain wearing a T-shirt. Okay. Um, it's a, just a, a simple sketch of a frog with really long eyes, kind of snail-like eyes. Yeah. Um, and that was created by Daniel Johnson. Oh, okay. You know Daniel Johnson? Yeah. Cool. Good. I'm glad that you know. So he's a significant figure in the outsider and lo-fi music scene. Yeah. Most of his work up until 1990, we're talking mid, mid-80s here, mm-hmm. uh, was just cassettes that he made in his house. His music has been covered quite a lot. In fact, there's some songs that I've loved that I didn't realise was actually his music. Um, Karen O from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs does a uh-huh. cover of Worried Shoes on the 
Where the Wild Things Are soundtrack. Right. I absolutely adore you that, love that soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, I've never seen the film. Just listen to the soundtrack. Don't need to. Take it from Craig. You don't need to you see the film. You don't need to see the film. <laughs> There's um, no point. But yeah, he's, he's, he's such a, an influential figure. But what we'll do is, again, I want to get this music out. We're going to sip down on these Bloody Marys. We're going to listen to one of the only tracks that was actually recorded in a studio. Mm-hmm. It's probably his most famous track, um, especially from Spotify Plays. And it's called True Love Will Find You in the End. <laughs> find you in the end You'll find out just who was your friend Don't be sad, I know you will Little bit of Daniel Johnson there for Solo us. and acoustic, one of his only kind of studio recorded tracks and I mentioned Keep Austin Weird um, outsider music is a huge thing Daniel is an interesting character he definitely um, it's not funny to like laugh at some of these things he has been diagnosed with schizophrenia and a bipolar disorder and has spent extended periods in psychiatric institutions um, however there have been some real kind of strange situations he's got himself into right. um, in 1990 he played at a music festival in Austin Texas and was on the way back to West Virginia with his dad in a two seater plane he then had a manic psychotic episode and believed that he was Casper the Friendly Ghost. He then removed the keys from the plane's ignition and threw them out the window. So they're up in the air. He thinks he's Casper the Friendly Ghost. He takes the keys out and he throws them out the window. Now, luckily, his dad was a former US Air Force pilot. And even though... Fuck's sake. There was nothing but trees, they managed to crash land. The train was absolutely destroyed, but the two of them walked out with only minor injuries fucking hell so he's a, he's a troubled character one of the reasons that he might not be so famous is he refused a multi-album deal with Elektra Records and that's because Metallica was signed to that label and he believed that they were Satan <laughs> believed Metallica were Satan and they were going to hurt well I can understand why yeah definitely um, the Hi How Are You Frog was commissioned by a records um, store that was actually on the corner of that street and mm-hmm. they got Daniel Johnson um, to create that it's now owned by a Thai restaurant can you guess the name of the Thai restaurant um, Thai how are you it is exactly that the restaurant <laughs> is now called Thai how are you that's great um, so there's Daniel Johnson I'm really glad that I could have brought him to yeah. the table um, he's a very interesting artist great artist bringing the table you did mention there Craig I was picking you up on a point about record stores. Yes. And I have been privy to your many, many Austin, Texas halls, shall we call them. And I know that you've picked up some absolute belters and some bargains as well and some rare shit, stuff you can really get in the UK easily without paying a lot of money. Yeah, I would say that my main pastime, apart from eating when in Austin, is to go record shopping. There are a ton of record stores, but I would I have to mention three of them. Mm-hmm. The first one, and probably the main one that everybody will have been to if they've visited Austin, is Waterloo Records, which is in the downtown area, right in the city centre, next to Whole Foods' headquarters. And it's just fantastic. It's got such a huge array of vinyl. And I would say my favourite thing about them, Hmm. or there's two favourite things. They've got a loyalty card. 
So when you spend $200, you then get $20 off your next purchase. That's good. Only on full-priced items, okay. I have to say. So I bought quite a lot of sale things Yeah. that didn't go towards that. But I think I've went to through two or three of those rewards cards just for that store. Fucking hell. The second thing that's incredible is their selection of second-hand records. Mm-hmm. I've bought so many classics, hard-to-find records in there. Most notably, I would say, is Arab Strap. You did? It's Scottish weird. Boy finds Arab Strap in Texas. That's, that's, um, that's incredible, of that. It was Hug and Paint. Hug and Paint. I think I got it for a fairly decent price. I think... I, I talked to you about it, and I got it a lot cheaper than you bought it. You did. I bought it off someone on eBay. I, I got it a decent price, but I might have paid... I don't know, 30 quid for it or something like that, maybe more than that, I don't know. But A really nice touch is that they keep the second-hand records separate. Well, they're still in alphabetical order with all the records, but they have a second-hand section, so it goes... Oh, within the A. So let's say it says A, and then it says A second-hand. Ah, I like that. I like which that is really good. Also, they mark any Texas artists with the state of Texas, like the actual... Mm-hmm picture of the state of Texas so it's really useful to try and find that but yeah I spent so much money there so if you're going to Austin Texas Waterloo is where you want to go first the second place that you want to go to is End of an Ear um, which is a fantastic record store I have found so many good artists there and also they have an amazing playlist that you can subscribe to you've talked about this playlist yeah so this is where I found out about artists such as Moonracer they do such a wide variety of music um, and that's also where I managed to find the soundtrack to Red Riding, that Channel 4. Oh, I, we talked about this one. Yeah, and I remember yeah. finding it. It's always been on my list. I didn't even believe... This is before I went and searched Discogs for everything. I believed Aye. that if I want to find it, I'm going to stumble across it. And I found it. And I remember like welling up with excitement. I was like, oh my God, I fucking found I this. I found this. Um, that, that must be such a great feeling. Honest um, to God, what a buzz. I don't think I've found many of... My, I like to call them my white whales. Mm. Just like found in a record store, like fuck. That I want this album so badly, and it's and it's so rare. Mm. That must be an incredible feeling. It really was. And the third record store is a slightly smaller record store, but they have expanded. Mm. Um, second, the last time I was there, they've actually moved into the store next door as well. It's called Breakaway. Again, so many good second-hand records in there. An amazing array of seven inches. They're so dedicated to their seven-inch records. Mm-hmm. But also, if you do live in Texas, yeah, and you want a good deal on like actual hardware, mm. they do bundles of vintage hardware. Really, um, I wish to really? God I lived in Texas just so I could buy some. Of so they hardware. can do. They'll do your speakers, your turntable, speakers, turntable, and amp in nice. one package, um, and they'll like it's it's so good. So breakaway records. If you want to get some good 7 inches and some hardware, you want to go there. If you want to um, find out about new music, you definitely want to go to End of an Ear. And if you want to get some good second-hand stuff or just a really good record experience, you want to go to Waterloo. Some great tips there, Craig. I feel like I I want to go now. Uh, Absolutely. Um, So, I want to just go into another artist here. Yes, let's do it. Uh, Another native band, really big, kind of innovators in their kind of scene. And this song, you may not have heard. Okay. It, it, it was on a CD-only kind of release 15 years ago. Nice. They finally released it on vinyl. We'll talk about it in a second. But this is Explosions in the Sky. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. 
we've uh, just poured our second breakfast taco inspired um, oh, Tito's I vodka. Really, I really want tacos. Aye. We can get tacos later. I want tacos. I like stubs, hickory smoke, liquid smoke. I, this stuff, I put more in. I was a lot more liberal than you. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like it. I recommend it. Again, it's not, we're not, this is not paying for this podcast, <laughs> so you're aware. Yeah, Stubbs, we love your smoke. Paper. He's got a barbecue house, and I'm pretty sure it's actually a venue as well. Mm. Anyways, explosions in the sky there, a little bit different to the normal sounds. I um, really... They usually last like eight, ten minutes, big epics with fucking crescendos. I enjoyed that, I enjoyed that. Like I said, uh, I previously it was like tour-only CD release mm. called The Rescue. You bought these records recently, didn't you? I did. So this actually just got re-released like a couple of weeks ago and I, I was so excited like honest like full on stoner Pure when I when I heard that this was getting lobbed. released fully lobbed full locked and loaded um, now Explosions in the Sky formed in Texas in 1999 they released a CDR so not even a proper CD like a CDR that they made themselves and those CDRs go for about 200 quid now fucking hell and that album just got released on vinyl at the same time they then came out with uh, Those Who Tell The Truth Shall Die, Those Who Tell The Truth Shall Live Forever, mm-hmm. which is their second record, and obviously in my scale of things, the best record. Of course. Yeah, it's tracks like Greet Death and um, Yasmin The Light. And then they released the quintessential kind of post-rock album yeah. known as The Earth Is Not A Dead Cold Place. And this is kind of now became a source of mockery. Really? For them. Oh, yeah, for- because it's it's too precise and it's like when somebody says post-rock this is what it sounds like people now call it crescendo core right in the way that it just builds up to a crescendo every time some of the tracks on that are absolutely stunning but it's very formulaic it's almost like a gentrification of the genre if, if that makes sense like it's it does it it's does. just made it for everyone just after that they released The Rescue which like I said um, has been released on vinyl to celebrate the band's 20th mm. anniversary and The Rescue was actually inspired by the time the band was on tour and its van broke down um, and they needed a new part they had to buy that new part they were completely flat broke so they didn't have any money to stay in a hotel or anything like that they ended up staying in someone's attic oh. and that part took um, well all in all it took 8 days to get the part to fit the part and to get going so this album has got eight tracks named Day One all the way through ah, to Day that's Eight. That's quite cool. We're again. I am not overly familiar with this band. I really like that track, yep. and we were chatting about it during uh, during the break. And I said I thought it reminded me of Remember, Remember. But it's very Remember, Remember, especially because of the kind of percussive elements. Yes, yeah, so those kind it. of xylophones and it would be closer. The other albums would be closer more to your normal kind of post rock, but very clean sounding post rock. Um, you probably want to start with The Earth is Not a Dead Cold Place it's a Aye. very commercial one so that's, that's good um, but Those Who Tell The Truth is an amazing album slightly darker slightly muddier right um, and doesn't just build up to crescendos all instrumental all instrumental there's a well I tell a lie um, on Those Who Tell The Truth there is a sample from The Thin Red Line Obviously, there's a bonus episode. I've got three more tracks, but these three tracks are linked. I'm going to play the tracks, but I'm also going to link them all together. Right, great. Now, Austin is obviously in Texas. When I landed, I thought, this is a lot greener than I thought. I imagine deserts, cowboys, fucking it's, big hats. Well, malvariding memory of when I landed when I was driving in from the airport to where we were going. It's so fucking flat. Yeah, very flat. It's flat. There's nothing. 
Um, and just long, big, straight roads everywhere. That's it. I, I, it was, it was weird. Uh, also, man, we, I was saying based on a ranch, essentially. <laughs> and uh, they had all these longhorn uh, cows or bulls, I guess. Aye. Talking about longhorns, I actually went to a bar called the Little Longhorn. Yeah. Um, which is famous for their um, chicken shit bingo. Chicken shit bingo? Chicken shit bingo is one of the first times I went to Austin. I'm intrigued. Um, a colleague of mine who neither of us had ever been to Texas were like, what should we do? And I was like, well, I've heard of chicken shit bingo. Can we go play it? So basically, you buy a raffle ticket. It's got a number on it. There is a wooden table inside the bar that's segmented into a grid with all the numbers written in it. Mm-hmm. There's a cage over the top of that. They throw a chicken in there. <laughs> the chicken walks about. Wherever it shits, it lands on a number. If it lands on your number... You win the money. <laughs> oh, and fuck. I imagine it was going to be kind of raucous, like shouting at the chicken. I thought so as well. Fucking shit, fucking shit, shit. bastard. No, it wasn't. We're feeding this chicken fucking strawberries and fish. Come on. Eat, All the eat, while, shit, in the corner, eat. there was this um, kind of honky-tonk band. The fucking guy had like a comically large-sized hat on. <laughs> but it was fucking great. Ten and I definitely felt like it was in Texas then. Yeah, that, that sounds kind of mad. And I think that's what kind of links into these last three um, artists that I want to talk about. They're all from that country music sound, but well away from Nashville. This is underground country. This is raw. This is... Right. In fact, I think, actually, from time to time, oh, they call it American folk. I know who you're going to be talking about one of these days, for sure. Cool. So um, I'm excited. The very first one, and one that you notice, is there's a hotel named after him, and it's called Hotel Van Zandt. Oh, Towns Van Zandt. And it's named after Towns Van Zandt. Yep. The Towns Van Zandt, he's been described as like one in a million, one in seven billion. Like, there's no one like him. And he's he's definitely a cult musician and was described as the songwriter's songwriter by Chris Christopherson. Very, very famous quote from another famous musician, Steve Earle, said, Oh, yeah, Steve Earle. Yeah. Van Zandt is the best songwriter in the whole world. I'll stand on Bob Dylan's coffee table in my cowboy boots and say that. <laughs> um, and someone actually printed that on a sticker. Now, Van Zandt was not happy about this. Always he know. And actually, Steve Earle says, yeah, you know what? I might have been, like, a bit, a bit stretching that. He's, he's probably, like, half a bottle of Tito Deep when you said that. <laughs> Tito Deep? <laughs> no, not, not Tito as in Michael Jackson's brother. <laughs> he was quite short, hey, wasn't he? <clears throat> um, so Van Zandt, very troubled musician, um, was addicted to heroin and alcohol throughout his adult life. Um... He actually offered up his the publishing rights to all his songs of his first four albums for $20. Fuck. Did someone take it? No. He offered it to a friend. They were like, we're definitely not doing that. Um, at various Good points, friend. his friends also saw him shoot up not just heroin, but also cocaine, Speed. vodka. Could have been Tito's, who knows? Tito's straight in the vein. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> and uh, rum and coke. <laughs> Get him on the pod. Get him on. Resurrect this motherfucker. Never signed to a major label. Really? Uh, no. But his definitely, he was this in the second batch of inductees to Austin City Limits Hall of Fame. Mm. But even though he's never signed to a major label, Willie Nelson and Merrill Haggard, two of the biggest country stars, covered his song Pancho and Lefty, and it got to number one in the country singles chart. Oh. He was actually covered by quite a few artists, and in his final years, it was it was said that he was making hundreds of thousands of dollars just on the sales of those records. On the covers, because he gets the royalties, obviously. Yep. Now, the song that I've chosen for this is actually a song dedicated to the next person we're going to talk about. 
you've given us a lot of thought. I'm appreciating this. So this song, well, I'm going to play it. Play it. And then we'll talk about it. Then we'll talk about about it. Got no daddy, but I got a mom. She lives in Arkansas. I might just go and see her some old day. Ain't like she'd really care. Ain't like she'd pay the fare. I might just blow on through there anyway. So there we go, a little bit of Towns Van Zandt. Now, Craig, before I talk about who that song was about, we've had two of these Bloody Marys. We have indeed. But that's not the only way that we can drink Tito's vodka. Oh, I am a little bit nervous. Uh, Don't be nervous just yet. You've (laughs) got a glint in your eye. No, no, this one is not that bad. Do you know the last time I've seen this glint? No, let me, I have to get this out. (laughs) The last time I saw this glint... Uh I was drinking a hot coffee chocolate <laughs> and it was episode one. Uh, well, the sunglasses are on the table. They are, exactly. I can fuck. That's why I'm worried. Um, no, we'll leave the shot glasses till the last track. Okay. Okay, but in the States, or definitely in the kind of southern states, uh-huh. um, or any states that are border Mexico, a lot of the soft drinks that you get are Mexican soft drinks. Yeah. So we have Mexican Coke. I know both you and I have drank that. Yeah, yeah. Numerous occasions. Um, you also have like Jaritos, Yaritos. Um, I don't know if you've ever had them. You can what? actually get them in London. Yaritos? Is that yeah. No, no, no. They're like... Um, a Jarito is like a jug. All right. So it's like kind of soft drinks. You can get them in Mexican restaurants here. Oh, you get them in like... Come in lots of brightly coloured flavours. Uh, yeah, you get them in uh, Benito's Hat. Um, but what I decided to do was to go for an all-American soda. One that was made in Texas. Yes. Back in Texas. Texas, y'all. The all-American soda that I'm going to go with is... Big Red. Big Red. So, Big Red. Is it a red cola? No, I'm pretty sure it's like a cinnamon. I can't remember, but it's made in Texas. So we're going to have a vodka and Big Red. That's what I really want just after I've had some tomato juice <laughs> is fucking cinnamon. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Vodka and wow. big red. Tito's. Triple distilled American vodka. It's six times it's been distilled. Six times? Yeah. Hexagonal distilled. Uh, has anyone tasted five times its own vodka? We could just be wasting time here. It could just, just be as good. Oh, actually, that smells quite nice. Oh, it's, it's like, fuck it. It looks like red cola. It does look like red cola. Big red. That's what I'm going to start calling you. <laughs> it does taste like chewing gum. Like original flavoured chewing gum. Mm. Right, anyway. It's more like cream soda. It does a bit, actually. Oh, it's it's not bad. quite as creamy, but it's got a creamy In edge. America, do you know what they call American cream soda? Uh, just cream soda. <laughs> <laughs> they call it cream soda, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going from very bright red here. Um... To this song that we just listened to, which is called Blazes Blues. Now, Blazes Blues is named after one of Town Van Zandt's um, friends, one of his best friends, Aye. which is called Blaze Foley. Oh, and Towns once said to him, he only got crazy once, uh-huh. he decided to stay. <laughs> um, I like that. It's very, it's very cool. Now, the only reason I know about Blaze Foley is I was on a plane to, I think it was Florida. 
And there was a film, a biograph, biographical drama directed by Ethan Hawke about Blaze Foley. It's just called Blaze. Blaze. And it's a fucking fantastic film. Really? It's so good. It was so moving. Um, the actor that plays Blaze is also a musician. Right. The actor that plays Towns Van Zandt is a musician. Huh. Um, it's incredible. And Blaze, as much as he had really bad problems with substance abuse, just like Towns Van Zandt, he also had a run of terrible bad luck. Um, so I'm going to take you through three occasions that he lost the master tapes to his albums. Fuck. So it's quite hard to actually find some uh, Blaze Foley Poor music. Bastard. So in the first case, the master tapes for his first studio album were confiscated by the DEA when the executive what? producer was caught in a drug bust. For fuck's sake. Um, another studio album disappeared when the master copies were stolen with his belongings from a station wagon that Foley had been sle- uh, given and living mm. in. So somebody stole his house and the master tapes. Fuck's sake. And then a third studio album, known as Wanted More Dead Than Alive, was thought to have disappeared until many years after Blaze died, a friend who was cleaning out his car discovered that he found the tapes. Oh, I found your tapes, mate. So that was Foley's last studio album. He's been dead for years. Jeez, oh man. Now, Foley was an interesting character. Again, he was that total grit, true grit, American folk kind of country. And to retaliate against this kind of rhinestone cowboy, he he used to put duct tape on the tip of his cowboy boots to mock the kind of urban cowboy. So you know how they've got like those silver-toed boots? He oh. just put duct tape to take the piss out of them. Um, he also made a suit out of duct tape that he used to walk around in. This guy is a fucking hero, by the way. I also love duct tape. Um, now, when Foley died, his casket was, again, coated with duct tape. And Towns Van Zandt, this is in the film as well, once told a story where he and his musicians went to Foley's grave yeah. to dig up his body... <laughs> Because they wanted the pawn ticket that Foley had in his jacket. Because the pawn ticket was for Towns Van Zandt's guitar. Fuck. So he'd pawned his guitar. Towns, um, <laughs> Foley had the ticket. He had got... it in his jacket. When he died, he got buried in those clothes. Oh, fuck. And he dug up his body... To get that pawn ticket? To get the guitar back. That is mental. Is that true? I don't know if it's true. I never went to research it, but it's in the film. It's in, like, multiple um, reference points. Well... As I always say, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Ah, fucking right. So, yeah, um, Foley is a very interesting character. I urge anybody to watch the film with Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke has directed it. I want to see it. I've tried to find it on streaming services in the UK. It's not there right now. It came out early 2018, so it should be there soon. I'll get it. And, yes, we're going to listen to one of the rare songs. This song was actually... Well, we'll tell you about the song after. We're going to listen to it first. It's called If I Could Only Fly. If I could only fly If I could only fly I'd be this place goodbye Come and be with you I can hardly stand I got nowhere to run Another sinking sun. 
So that was Blaze Foley with his wonderful track, If I Could Only Fly. Another lovely kind of lo-fi country hit from a very troubled figure. Yep. When we were preparing for this podcast, I asked if you had any vermouth. You did, actually, yeah, and, I, and I do have vermouth. I've got a really good quality Italian one, actually. That, um, uh, that, that was like a really humble brag. I've <laughs> got a really good fucking Italian one. I actually came with a... Uh, as part of a gin I bought. Italian gin. Oh, right. And Italian gin must be shite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I want to go with something kind of hardcore. I was going to... like Tito's Vodka says some of the things you can do with it to make it quite nice and quite um, fancy. But I decided to take it kind of rough and ready. Uh-huh. And this is going to attach to the kind of country vibes that we're finishing this uh, podcast off with. Do you know what? I'm, can I just interject there for a second, uh-huh. for me? I'm actually really surprised and impressed that you've gone down that this kind of like true, kind of proper, gritty country route. I'm glad. I, 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 I did not see that coming. That was very much curveball. But I'm, I'm Who glad. did you think I was going to talk about? Well, you said I think I know who this is about. I thought you were going to talk about like the butthole surfers or something like that. Or butthole surfers, spoon. There's so many bands. There's so such diverse range of artists that are based yeah, in Austin. Yeah, especially when you talk about the weird route and stuff. Like that, I thought butthole surfers. Here nice. we come. Too weird. Here we come. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was getting prepared mentally for it. Um, I do, I do like some of the buttholes. Well, what I'd like you to prepare mentally for is something that's a bit lo-fi. Um, oh fuck! Have you ever heard of a pickleback? I have. Can you tell us what you think a pickleback is? It's something to do with pickle juice and usually, I think, uh, whiskey. Very true. It's a shot of whiskey and pickle juice. Yes. Um, so Tito has explained that they can do a pickle martini. Okay. We're going to do it with vermouth. And I was like, nah, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do a Tito's pickleback. That sounds cool. So we've got, I'm fucking we've got pickles. Well, I... D- I no. Makes We've sense. got Tito's. Tito's. Now, you may be wondering, why the fuck is he talking about pickles all the time? Pickles are fucking everywhere. You can get pickle pops. You ever heard of a pickle pop? Mm, maybe not by that name, but... Well, it's pickle juice inside a fucking ice pole. An ice no, pop, I've definitely heard of that. And you can freeze them. What? And then when it's hot, you can fucking suck on your pickle pop. <laughs> are you joking? No, fucking not. <laughs> fucking pickled ice poles. Uh, Austin are weird bastards. I also got pickle popcorn ones. That I missed a freeze. What flavour do you want? Uh, blueberry, cola? No, I want pickle flavour. We went to San Antonio to see the fucking... What do you call that thing again? The Alamo. Oh, the Alamo, yeah. yeah. And then uh, there was this woman just selling fucking, fucking shaved ice. And, uh, one of the snow guy, cones. Snow cones. And one of the guys got a fucking pickle flavoured snow cone. What? So they're all about the pickles. What we're going to do is, before we listen to this last track, we are going to do a Tito's Pickleback. I've got these massive shot glasses. We're not going to fill them. No, please don't, don't man. Like half filled. We'll just do it. No, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, that's all right. Folks, you cannot see this. That's less than a shot. Oh, God, what's going on here? Oh, Christ. How much should I put in? I have no idea. It's fucking green, look. Oh, you're making a right arm. Oh, clear. Jesus. That's quite a lot. I think that's too much. I think you're putting too much. I'll tell you what. <laughs> My urine will probably that call in the morning. And <laughs> uh, we're going to do a little pickleback, a Tito's pickleback, sponsored by Tito's. We are indeed sponsored by Tito's. We're not. If anybody would like to sponsor us, by the way, let us know. 
Absolutely. Sponsorship slots are available. <laughs> I know that Stubbs has been very interested. <laughs> big Red has been called. I've been asked to be the face of Big Red because <laughs> I'm big and I'm red. <laughs> that would work, actually. And big Red. Big Red. This looks terrible. It looks it looks like limeade. Right, so here we go. We've got a pickle back. I'm probably going to fucking spew everywhere, but it's not my... Uh... You're not supposed to look down, are you? Are you? I don't think you are. I'm pretty no. sure you are, but... Do you want to down it? No. Okay, just... I'll sip it. It's actually not as bad as I thought That's it was going right. to be. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Good. Right, cool. So we're going to finish this off, and we're going to go with an artist who has not only covered Towns Van Zandt, but he also, alongside Merle Haggard... Covered okay. the song that we just listened to, If I Can Only Fly. Really? Um, and it is, of course, Willie Nelson. Oh, Willie Nelson. Now, Willie Nelson is really interesting. The cunt is 86 years old. He's still going, isn't he? He is. I was over there last year, and it was um, Independence Day. And he was doing a live concert in Austin. Mm-hmm. He was headlining on it. Now, Willie Nelson actually had quite the career in the mm. 1950s and 1960s. And he retired and moved to Austin. So what happened? So he retired in 1972 and moved to Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that the music scene in Austin motivated him to return from retirement and actually started doing quite a lot. Because it was so good? Yeah. Because like, I'm loving this. I, yeah. have to, I have to contribute. And this is when he started a new genre, which is known as Outlaw Country. Aye. Which is when they kind of sing the song as like, he's a fucking outlaw, like, I'm against the law. Kind of like Christopher Cross. Oh, Ride Like the Wind. Ride Like the Wind. Aye, he's crossing the border of Mexico, of Yeah, course. so he did all the kind of standard country pish, and then in the mid-70s, because he's in Austin, he started doing this sub-genre known as outlaw country. In the 80s, he uh, joined a country supergroup called the Highwaymen, which included Johnny Cash... Fucking hell. Waylon Jennings. Fuck. And Chris Christopherson. Fuck. Now, Never done the, the 80s, done all this fucking amazing stuff. In the 1990s, his, all his assets were seized by the IRA. The IRS, sorry. Fucking Republican. No, the IRS seized all his assets. He owed them $32 million. $32 million? Fucking... He's what like taxes, anyway. fuck that. Now, Didn't in 1992, shit. he released an album known as The IRS Tapes. <laughs> and it was, and the sub, subtitle was Who'll Buy My Memories. <laughs> and the profits of that double album um, all went to the IRS and cleared his debt. That's amazing. So, Willie Nelson, true fucking outlaw. What a outlaw, fucking ledge, by the way. A huge outspoken member of um, the country scene to do with kind of like marijuana laws. This man oh, is yeah. kind of Austin encapsulated in one person. Yeah. And because this episode is all about travelling, um, there can only be one song that we can play from Willie Nelson and see us out with. And that is, of course, On the Road Again. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again On the road again Going places that I've never been 
million things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again.